Hi, and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Tara Humphrey. I run an award-winning healthcare consultancy specialising in supporting primary care networks. I'm a facilitator. I am a mum of three. I have an MBA and I would class myself as a bit of an adventurer. And I absolutely love all things business, all things leadership, all things management. So I created this podcast for clinical and non-clinical colleagues working in the field of health and care and for those of you looking to develop your leadership skills. Every week we release an episode which focuses on the hard and soft skills required to lead in this increasingly complex environment as we move to delivering more integrated care. So let's jump into this week's episode. Welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. So in this episode, we welcome back Laura Wickham, formerly known as Laura Tomlin. Laura is the director at Arden's Manager and is coming back on the podcast as part of our best practice collaboration. And I'm also really, really, really excited to announce that Arden's Manager are now sponsoring the THC blog, which is super, super exciting. So Laura shares some new features coming to Arden's Manager, which will be particularly of interest to our primary care network audience. But also if you run a business or you're a tech entrepreneur, insights you can take away from this podcast is around how well are products and services being utilised? How do we approach queue management? Do we have any technical debt in the business? Is there an opportunity to restructure our teams and how we do things and certain processes? Do we need to change the perception of how we're seen? Are we attending conferences and where do we want to invest our effort in gaining exposure? I love these sorts of conversations and I think that even though Laura may not do what you do, there is so much to be taken from this podcast if you listen to it from a slightly different lens. Enjoy, and I will see you in the next episode. This is the last podcast of our best practice collaboration, and I'm absolutely over the moon to welcome back Laura Wickham, formerly Laura Tomlin, back to the podcast. Hey, Laura, thank you so much for joining me or coming back onto the podcast. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm well, thank you. And thank you so much for having me back on again. My pleasure. Your episode did really well. Good to hear it. I really enjoyed it. Did you get any feedback? Yeah, from a sort of wide range of sources, really. And it's really interesting to understand who's listening to it as well. And new recruits and people are coming into interviews and mentioned that they've seen it on social media and things like that. And getting a really good feel of how we operate as a business has been really invaluable, as well as obviously from the customer side of things, too. So could you remind our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? So my name's Laura Wickham now, recently got married, and I am a director at a company called Arden's. We basically provide clinical decision support and business analytics for a wide range of primary care organisations. Specifically within Arden's, I look after a product called Arden's Manager. Arden's Manager is our analytics or BI tool that provides various different dashboards for primary care organisations, ranging from contractual dashboards all the way through to best practice and service management dashboards. So if I was a brand new PCN manager and I had not worked in primary care before 
and I did not know what Arden's was. Can you re-explain it in a way that's like super, super simple? Like what does Arden's manager do? How could it help me? Arden's as a whole, obviously broken down into two different parts. So we've got clinical decision support. So as a patient, when you go and visit your GP, we basically provide various different templates to assist the GP with making clinical decision during their consultation. It also ensures that the correct codes are entered into the patient's record during that consultation. And because the right data is entered into the patient's record correctly, it means that we've got really good quality data flowing into the patient's record, which we can then report on. Arden's manager extracts the data out of the clinical systems and we basically ingest it and we process it onto various different dashboards. And this dashboard might be presenting your vaccination uptake for the various different cohorts. It might be presenting GP practice level payment data on all your QOF indicators. It might be showing how well your performance is for your PCN, for your IF indicators. So really what we're aiming to do is provide simple and standardised dashboards, which any healthcare professional within the primary care domain can access to give them a really good comprehensive idea of activities that are happening within their practice or PCN or even at ICB level, and also how well they're performing for different contracts. Is it fair to say, if you want to better understand what is happening in your primary care network or general practice, Arden's is a tool to help you with that? Absolutely. Providing those insights, not only statically of what's happening today, but allowing those long term trends and easy benchmarks and comparisons so you can actually properly contextualise where your performance lies. So you're going to be going to best practice. What keeps you guys going back to best practice? We love best practice. I remember probably back in 2017, 2018, going to my first best practice and being on a a lot smaller stand than we are now. Even back then, it provided a fantastic opportunity for us to interact with our users, really feel the energy behind the product. So feeling the enthusiasm that everyone has about Arden's, about Arden's manager. But not only that, getting their feedback. We're always looking for beta customers and people that we can speak to about new features that are coming out and being released. So it's a really good opportunity for us to have those advanced discussions with people as well. And what preparation goes into going to best practice? So what are you thinking like, oh, we've got maybe this new feature coming out? What is the thought process that goes into making sure that it's a good use of your time there? It depends where we are on the product cycle, what we've got in the pipeline, as you say. Usually what we're aiming to release around the best practice time is something that the Arden's Manager users can interact with. So there's a new feature that we're bringing out, which is mainly around self-service onto our automatic uploads feature, which we're going to be kind of showcasing at the best practice talk that I'm doing on the first day lunch and learn session at 12.30 in the PCN Transformation Theatre. So we're going to be launching that then gearing up those new features so that it's something that we can effectively launch via the best practice forum. And why are you launching that new feature? The reason why we're launching it is to basically give better visibility on where practices are in the automatic upload queue, essentially. So automatic uploads is our current focus at the moment. So it's all orientating around automating, getting up-to-date and relevant data onto the Arden's Manager dashboards. This new feature is basically self-service onto that new feature. So they can basically log into Arden's Manager, 
straight on the home page they're able to see a little widget which will essentially enable them to sign up for automatic uploads and then track and monitor their progress through the onboarding flow giving that really good visibility and transparency on that progress so at the moment did people contact you to help with the uploads Yeah, so we've launched automatic uploads about a year ago, and we've been refactoring the whole process over the last year. So we spent six months reworking the process, and now it's 15 times faster. We've got 40 times more data, which means we can advance at much quicker rates with getting people onboarded onto the system. Now, what we've ended up with is a massive queue worth of practices to get onto this new mechanism to get that automatic data flowing onto their dashboard. So what we've been doing is we've been working on identifying the bottlenecks in the system. So where is that queue being held back and where are the bottlenecks? There's actually a really good Radio 4 discussion episode called The Business of Queuing, and it's led by Evan Davis from Dragon's Den. And it basically explores the principles behind queue management and how they're managed in supermarkets and the psychology of queues and the maths that go behind queues. So what we've done with our automatic onboarding queue is essentially identifying those bottlenecks on the onboarding queue and analysing that so we can work out where we can look to improve on this process. And instead of practices emailing in or submitting a form to request onboarding onto the site and then contacting us to say, okay, where am I in the pipeline? We've obviously developed this self-service tool. We're contacting users regularly to update them on the progress, but also when they log into Arden's Manager, they've got visibility of their progress as well. So it makes that queue management much more effective and has much better customer experience from that side of things. Can you see the amount of people that are signed up to Arden's versus their utilisation? So is everybody signed up? Can you see this network of signed up where they've never logged in? Can you see that? Again, this is something that we've been quite heavily investing in in the last year. So we're using a tool called Mixpanel, and that basically looks at usage, the number of times each user's logged into the platform, what areas they're interacting with, and also the user flow and user journey through the site. And as part of our accounts maintenance flow, we're informing practices and PCNs of their usage so that they're able to see where they're using the site, how often they're logging into the site. And that also gives us an opportunity to kind of highlight areas that they're perhaps underutilizing and maybe connect them up with the training team to provide more bespoke training on areas that we think would be beneficial to them. The reason why I highlight that, I was going through my bank statement and I've got quite a few subscriptions. (laughs) It's like, I don't use it. I don't use it. I don't use it. I think so many times, and that's different because I'm in a business, but I think when you're employed and you have the opportunity to use some tools, Sometimes there isn't that sense of urgency. There isn't because Mm. it's not your money. And I think Arden's is one of those tools. I'll be the first to admit, we probably don't use it to its maximum. I think it's just a reminder for those guys, if you have the tool, utilize it because it will make your life easier. And if you don't utilize it and you need training, I mean, the training you guys offer, it's like your own little university. (laughs) Well, that's something I also wanted to mention today is We've just recently launched what we're calling Arden's Academy, which is our new courses that practices can basically log on to another site and basically subscribe to various different courses. And that will basically allow them to go through the courses in their own time and look at mini videos, mini walkthroughs. And then there's a little quiz at the end 
And then you can basically get a certificate to evidence that you've completed that course. It's been led by Charmaine, who's our head of training at Arden. She's absolutely fantastic and properly propelled this movement forwards for Arden's Academy. So if there are any areas or you do think you are underutilizing Arden's manager, definitely check out Arden's Academy and we'll be growing all of the courses on there over time. At the moment, there's a few introduction courses on there. We're about to launch our flu courses. Those really help with the training side of things and making practices PCNs, ICBs aware of functionality that is available that they're perhaps not as comfortable as using on Arden's Manager or Arden's. I love the fact that you've got a certification. I'm seeing that people want that acknowledgement in their training. I think it's really, really important. And I think that what's really nice is that if you've got a new PCN manager or PCN operations director or administrator, and they've not used Arden's for them to be able to come on to your academy and do an introduction to Arden's manager and then work through and get that acknowledgement of their training, I think is excellent. Definitely. It's a fantastic feature. And I think you can even connect up your LinkedIn profile with Arden's Academy so that you can directly post those certificates on there too. Really evidencing the fact that you've completed those courses and you've got the certificate to prove it. Hi everyone, this podcast is brought to you in partnership with Best Practice, where we will be interviewing some of the speakers and sponsors attending the event in Birmingham on the 11th and 12th of October. If you are already registered to attend, do let us know as we would love to meet you. And if you are still to register your place, please click on the link in the show notes. Now, let's jump back into this week's episode. This is the last podcast of our best practice collaboration. And I'm absolutely over the moon to welcome back Laura Wickham, formerly Laura Tomlin, back to the podcast. So you've got the new automatic upload feature. You've got your Arden's Academy. What else is going on? Lots. So we've really been investing in the core underlying structures of Arden's Manager. It's really, really important to us that we get all the foundational elements right, because as a tech business, if you let what's called technical debt grow and grow, you end up constantly firefighting. You've got constantly bugs that need to be fixed. So we've been putting a huge amount of work recently into sorting out those fundamental structures and with our technology and making sure that we're in the best possible position for growth over the next few years. Of course, with that means that we've been evaluating our internal teams and processes as well. So we've been building up new departments. We've been building up cybersecurity and IG departments, which we've been working with consultants on, but we've massively formalized this now. So we've got Steph, who's our director in charge of governance, who is leading on the cybersecurity IG side of things which again, really helps with those fundamental building blocks that any core cool business or any health tech business really need. Going forward into the future, we've got lots of kind of exciting things in the pipeline. Can't share too much of it at the moment, but the main principles are basically around addressing the problems that practices are facing with BI solutions issues of running reports within clinical systems and the number of hours that are spent waiting for reports to be run within the clinical systems, limitations of building reports, and also more of a focus on local contracts. What people don't really know is that we do provide a local contract solution, and that basically provides dashboards for managing and monitoring your local contracts 
which is definitely the movement that we're seeing within the NHS anyway. So moving away from national approach and much more towards localised management of population health. So that's what we're focusing on and pushing out. So if you're moving away from the national approach, from a primary care network perspective, you've got the investment and impact fund. And so your focus moving forward is on those locally commissioned contracts that ICBs want PCNs to deliver. Yes and no. So what we're trying to do is move away from just being known for the platform which offers the IIF dashboard, which is what we have been known for for the last year. So moving away from that and basically tackling any requirement for analytics for dashboards. So that might be managing your flu vaccination uptake. It might be just generally looking at your diabetic population and seeing where performance is perhaps falling and looking at the knock-on impact of that performance. But also that obviously applies to local contracts too. So local contracts obviously assessing that background information, assessing population health needs and allowing ICBs to basically select their indicators and what they want to incentivize. So it is just providing the data that is required for incentivizing care and providing the means to monitor it, whether that's national contracts, local contracts, or just general population health management. The Business of Healthcare podcast is brought to you proudly in partnership with 10,000 donors and their Gob for Good campaign. Gob for Good is all about getting as many people as possible to join the stem cell registry. Only 3% of the UK are registered to be stem cell donors and only 0.4% of the global population. If you or a loved one have the devastating news that you have been diagnosed with a blood cancer, the chances of you finding your blood stem cell match is significantly reduced if you have a minority ethnic heritage. It is really, really simple. All you need to do is click into the show notes or visit the Gob for Good website at gobforgood.com and get yourself signed up to the registry. You could one day receive that life-saving call, or one day you may need that life-saving call. Now, let's jump back into this week's episode. So, you mentioned that you've recently got married. Before we press record, you said, kind of getting back into work mode. Our audience love to hear things like that. So, how have you got back into work mode from being completely switched off? It's been a bit of a shock to the system. It's been really insightful. And actually, I think when I mentioned on the podcast last time, one of my gear goals is focusing on being a better leader and enjoying leadership more. And I think this break away from work and focusing obviously on the wedding and totally switching off with work. Coming back into work, it's given me a huge amount of insight on how I'm able to step back and actually the fantastic team that we've been working so hard to build over the last years has just run and it's been brilliant to see. And that means as a leader, I can step back and focus on strategy, focus on moving things forward, whilst the operational side of Arden's manager basically runs. You stand on the stand at best practice. Why do you do that? Why is it important for you to be there with your laptop? I love it. Honestly, it comes back to the reason why we go to best practice and other great conferences that we've been to this year. It's feeling the energy. 
you get such a big buzz from talking to people, understanding their needs and having those ad hoc conversations that you wouldn't normally have if you kind of jump onto a more formal Teams call. I love the buzz of it. I've always come away feeling totally utterly pumped about the future. And there's always little nuggets of information that you pick up that you just wouldn't normally. I want to do a podcast on like the business of conferences. There are loads. How do you decide what to go to and how far ahead do you know which conferences you're going to go to? Or is it just conference person phoning up going, Laura, yeah. how are you doing? <laughs> you look nice. <laughs> it's been an interesting year because we've definitely gone all guns blazing with conferences. We've gone to a huge amount this year from a massive range. So we went to the PCPN conference early in the year, which is a completely different approach to conferences, much more one-to-one business meetings. There was a dragon's den pitch at the beginning and a much more concentrated group of people, all the way ranging to the digital health conference that we went to in very quick succession of each other. We are doing a big evaluation piece now, so exploring all the options, hopefully going to an AI conference at the end of October. It depends on what we're doing, what suits our needs at that point in time. Obviously, be the ones that we'll always go to, best practice and Emus Nug, etc. But it depends on the time, it depends what you're wanting to get out of them. It depends what user interactions that you're wanting to gain as well. So there's not really for us, there's not really a specific framework or model that we use to evaluate ahead of the year what we're going to go to. It's more opportunistic. So I will see you, well, at the time of recording, I'll see you next week. Do you know what stand you're on? We are on E115. I will see you there. And thank you so much for coming back on. Brilliant. Thanks, Tara. so much for joining us if you like what you hear i would absolutely love it if you left us an itunes rating and five star review i know many of you give us a shout out on social media which is lovely to see you guys listening to the podcast so please come and find us on twitter at thc primary care on instagram and on linkedin just look for tara humphrey and if you're not subscribed to our newsletter please do you get to hear more insights more confessions some tips and tools and a roundup of our activity over the week so click on join the newsletter in the show notes and i will see you in the next episode.